my name is Shannon, and I'm the host of Getting Life Done Podcast. If you are looking to live a happier life, then you belong here. My goal is to motivate you, yes, you, to live a happier life and to encourage you to keep on getting life done. Hey, 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 it's Shannon, and today I want to talk to my homeschool moms, you know, the ones that have to prepare for their new school year. You know, homeschooling, looking back, is so much work. It's not all fun and games. I mean, sure, there are days when it feels like we're just playing all day and learning simultaneously, but most days are hard work. That's why I think it's essential to spend some time preparing when you're a homeschool mom. So I'm gonna go over 10 ways that those of you homeschool moms out there can prepare for the new school year. It may sound like a drag, but it's not true. It's actually fun to prepare for something. You get to think about all the different things you want to do with your child and how you want your school year to go. Plus, it's a great way to um, put last year's defeats behind you and start fresh this year. One of the things that is essentially important is educating yourself about learning styles. All too often, even in homeschools, we fall into the financial aspect for a lot of moms where we buy one curriculum and we make it fit all of our kids. Or we buy used curriculum from someone else and because it's the only thing we can afford, that's what we use for our kids. That is not really the reason why we homeschool and we all kind of know that. So we identified that in public school, our kids are basically cookie cutter curriculum. So they have to fit into everything that everyone else is doing and it's not exactly addressing their learning style. So let's actually talk about finding out the unique learning style for your kids. It has to be done. This is something that every homeschool mom should do first before even planning any other aspect of the school year. You can spend years squeezing your child into a curriculum that doesn't match your children's learning style. And trust me, some of you already know what I'm saying to be true. If you don't do this before even ringing your bell on that first day of school, you will find yourself barely able to make it to Christmas break and you will be headed towards a a half-hearted restart in January and I know that you moms know what I'm talking about. Invest in resources for yourself and your sanity. One major thinking fault of homeschooling your children is that you must do it all on your own to be the best homeschool mom you can be. I didn't want a cookie cutter program that didn't match or meet each of my children's unique learning styles. Otherwise, they would have remained in a traditional brick and mortar school. But as their teacher, I needed to invest in learning new things myself to assist them in becoming the best that they could be as students. Believe it or not, teaching my oldest son Algebra 2 with Matthew C allowed me to pass the teacher's math praxis without studying beforehand, something that has become unnecessary to pass due to so many potential teachers being unable to pass the math portion. I also utilized Teachers Pay Teachers due to wanting to ensure my children were on the cutting edge of academics, as well as allowing myself unique ways to teach rather than DVD programs or online courses. One thing that I can say is with the praxis, Most of my fellow co-workers, families, friends that have taken the praxis and failed the math portion couldn't believe I had been out of school as long as I had been with my bachelor's degree and still passed the math portion. And I actually contribute that to Matthew C and teaching my oldest son Algebra 2. So um, it works. Get organized. Once you have your list together, create a calendar on Google Calendar and add in which and each task needs to be done. For example, if you need to buy something for school, list it on the calendar so you don't forget. Keep 
Google Docs on your phone, and this way you can easily refer to the calendar on your phone if you're out of the house or your printer's running low, or you're at an appointment and you have some extra time. Homeschool moms can appreciate this system due to a never-ending frustrating moment of we're out of ink. Guys, know what I'm talking about. You go to print what you need and you realize I'm out of ink. And with the cost of ink, it's usually the last thing that homeschool parents worry about buying, right? Because they'll just write it down. Or you can purchase or possibly get a free planner if you have a written format and you can find one on our website at www.gettinglifedone.com. Print out a few bullet points of what you need to do the first week of school. I often reference this when trying to remember what needs to be done during the first week. Are you ready to learn more of the 10 homeschool ways moms can prepare for the next school year? If you're like me for the first year or two I homeschooled, you will write out your family school schedule minute by minute because you had to squeeze every second out of that clock that ticked all day. This way, you won't put unnecessary pressure on yourself and your children will feel much less stressed. Plus, there is plenty of time for spontaneous activities. Unfortunately, my children are people and our home isn't perfect. So creating a schedule like that where I was planning out every minute of every day only sets you up for failure and disappointment because you can't meet your expectations for yourself or your children. It would be more ideal and realistic if you instead focused on what you needed to accomplish for a particular day, allowing it just as needed. I preferred using the sticky method when preparing for the school day. That way, if there were hiccups in a day, I just moved the sticky note over to the next day in my planner. And this provided the mindset of what we accomplished versus what we didn't get done, which as most homeschool moms know is where we start to feel defeated, stressed, and deprive our children of the love of learning. Another great tip is to start a back-to-school cube for each child. This is one of my favorite tips. I would love to claim this idea as my own, but believe it or not, it was the principal's idea. Yeah, my children's father. Each of the five kids had their cubby where all their books were located, notebooks, folders, schedules, and any other items they would need to complete their school day successfully. We had spent numerous hours over many years of someone saying, where's my math notebook? I would start a cubby from the beginning to create a less stress, and it helps younger children actually become responsible for their books and supplies which is a valuable lesson rather than mommy pulling it out for them each day. Another tip that you should consider is set boundaries for yourself that will not interrupt your day. It's often hard to remember that you must turn yourself off from distractions as the teacher, mom, and role model. I would have to set an automatic text response that we were in school so that unless it was an emergency, my family and friends knew I was unplugged for the day. When I would set boundaries in place and have accountability, I was amazed at how efficient our day would become. If you already homeschooled, then you know that there are those friends and family members who think that because you're home all day and homeschool all day, you're available to them all day. You must set boundaries from the beginning. I had to go so far as to tell family members that my standard drop by anytime was no longer open during school hours. It was so hard to set these boundaries with family, but it often allowed me the time to be more focused and less frustrated with our daily accomplishments. You need to identify your potential obstacles. As a mom, you know your home better than anyone, including me. You also know the obstacles that may present during your homeschool day. For example, if you have an infant that needs to be breastfed while teaching a younger elementary age child, you will have to make accommodations on how to run your day to avoid obstacles. 
So let's say you have an older child that could take the eight-year-old out for some yard time, then this would be a great option. The more you eliminate obstacles and make them opportunities, the better your school year will be. You will find that overcoming the obstacles within your home becomes the joy of homeschooling. I know there are people out there who are going to disagree with designating chores for your child, but as a homeschool mom, you're the teacher of many aspects of your children's lives. And one of them is teaching responsibility. Nothing is better than earning credits while learning by doing. The exact fit for chores. So for example, I incorporated a cooking class into my junior high triplets learning day where each had an opportunity to plan a meal for the month. They also learned how to read a recipe, prepare a shopping list, purchase items on a budget, and measurements. And I think you get the picture. The benefits of learning are endless. Some moms may find that this tip for homeschool moms planning for the next school year is more work than just doing it themselves. But trust me, it's a learning tool that your children need. And now that brings me into meal planning. So now, however many kids you have, you have five meals planned potentially for that month. But I found that meal planning was the hardest thing for me to accomplish weekly. However, this is one of the best things you can do for yourself, your children, and your sanity as a homeschooling mama. My husband has suggested multiple times that I prepare the same meal each day of the week every week, like Meatloaf Monday, Taco Tuesday, and well, that's as far as I got. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like the idea of being entrapped to another list. What I failed to realize that this list would have removed the stress and permitted meal planning to be more efficient. If I had taken his suggestion instead of strapping on my super mom cape, life would have been much more manageable. Well, at least life in the kitchen. So do yourself a favor and try incorporating this tip from the 10 ways homeschool moms can prepare for the new school year. If unable to do anything else, after all, you must feed your kids regardless of public or homeschooled, right? My kids always had a warm breakfast, which often would hold them over until lunchtime. But then there would be a basket of snacks in which they were permitted to get one snack mid-morning and one mid-afternoon. This kept the bellies to a low rumble and the school interruptions of, Mom, I'm hungry. And Nick, get out of the refrigerator. If you homeschooled, then you know it's a reality, right? These things happen. Another thing that I would suggest is pray and proverbs. I save the best for last, although this should be number one on a daily. Trust and believe after many years of homeschooling, and I can attest to this fact, when we fail to start our day with prayer and reading proverbs, our day resembled more of an older road than a smooth bypass on our homeschooling journey. We've seen it hit more potholes than riding down an old dirt road and looking back it all seems so clear that Jesus is what got us through on those smooth days. This gives a whole new meaning to Jesus take the wheel. Can I get an amen? Amen. So if you're feeling overwhelmed at the idea of homeschooling, take a deep breath and know that you're not alone. It's a lot of work but it can be an incredibly rewarding experience. Getting Life Done sure hopes that you've gained some insight on at least 10 ways that you, as a homeschool mom, can begin planning for this new school year. And don't forget to prepare yourself ahead of time. It will make your journey smoother. So if you're ready to take the plunge, head to our website and check out our homeschooling resources. We can't wait to help you launch your homeschooling journey. Follow us at www.getttinlife.com, gettinglifedone.com. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
You can find everything that was in this episode on the Getting Life Done website. And if you would, we would love to have you subscribe to the podcast. So until next time, you be happy and keep on getting your life done.